All right, my friend, here we go. I can't believe we're doing this episode. As we as we record this, I'm not sure when it will get posted. It is July 1st, so of course, happy Canada Day to you. But Thank you, thank you. My daughter just had her one-year birthday on June 29th. And so we did a show. Oh, dude. It, I'm already off track in the show. I'll tell you what's been really interesting. It was... At the same time, as confusing as this might sound, a really fast year, it blew by, but it also yeah. was the most slow and painful year of my life. Like both at the same time. It's 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 yeah. really weird. Like the year blew by, but when I think about the individual days, the individual days were a grind. But then suddenly, boom, we're here for a year. So I we, had a friend with kids tell me that once... And I've heard it several times since. What is it? The uh, the days are long, but the weeks are short. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, it's I, all of a sudden when it's like suddenly nine at night again, I'm like, wow, that was a blur. But the little the hours seem to sometimes be very, mm-hmm. you know, a glacial pace. But <laughs> we, we did a show. I don't remember which one it was back in her younger days. Not that she's old now at one year, but I can't remember how many months old she was. And it was just new dad, fitness, time has evaporated. Uh, how am I going to stay in shape and all that? So if people haven't gone back and, and listened to that, they should. And we said, hey, we'll, we'll catch back up later on. And now it's a year and to fill everybody in. So I've got three kids, our other two are 10 and 12. You know, Lane's one year old now. And she was and continues to be in full disclosure. Um, Sometimes I'm reluctant to share things about my personal life because so much of my life has mm. to be public as part of my job that I, I cherish sure. my personal life. But if this uh, helps folks, and I mentioned it in the previous one, she's a very challenging baby, very challenging baby. She had reflux and colic. And if people are unfamiliar with that, it basically means they're possessed by the devil and just scream <laughs> like bloody a demon in the belly. Oh, dude. Horrific. Not my baby was a little fussy because I heard that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, horrific, miserable, life-altering colic. It was terrible. And the thought was, you know, I can't wait till this this phase passes and she does not have colic anymore. And it should be easier. And I thought by the one-year mark, things would be significantly easier. They are easier, but I'm here to tell everybody, at least for, for my personal situation, we're still in the grinder. It's still, um, it's nowhere <laughs> well, that, at the that, one year mark. It's not as easy as I hoped that it would be. That was going to be my first question to you was, okay, you're a year deep as uh, you know, a parent here to a, to a new child. Um, obviously, when you're hot out the gate, I think time is at a premium. You're not going to have really any. Now that you're a year down the road, like I hear you that you've got uh, you know challenges that are still present, but What's it like on the timing side? Are you suddenly now opened up and just free schedule, lots of time in the tank to just, uh, you know, get in whenever you like into the garage and get some fitness in? Or is it, uh, is it still pretty compressed? And I think you're, you're uh, for those of you just listening, Pat's expression, I think, yes. <laughs> is enough of an answer. He's, he's basically laughing at me right now. So <laughs> It's still really, really compressed. It's, you know, so she's still right now napping twice a day. Maybe each nap is an hour. If they're amazing naps, they're an hour and a half. But you can count on usually two one-hour naps a, a day. And that'll be the time. Like the, It almost doesn't matter what else I have going on. 
it, when she goes down, either in the morning or the afternoon, I I either have to drop time to go whatever. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Did I just eat? Did I just wait? Like whatever it is, the time is now to work out. That's that's when it is. And the baby monitor monitor gets brought out there. And if it's a good nap, I get the whole hour. If it's a bad nap, I don't. And it's usually not the whole hour because there was probably something else that we weren't able to do during the day because we were taking care of her. And so that eats up the first mm-hmm. 15 minutes of the hour. And then you sprint into the gym, into the garage, and you know, you're left with what you're left with. Um, and so that that has been it. And, you know, again, not to overshare, but like when I say she's she's very challenging child she still to this day doesn't do things that i see other parents do with their child and i'm like oh wow that's amazing like i'll see some parent have their baby in like a swing or something in the garage and the baby's just like entertaining themselves while they work out in the background that has never happened for me uh that's not Mm. how she rolls um she does have and when i say she has some challenges like uh, for example you know this is not common but we have a a physical therapist and an occupational therapist that we meet with once a week uh, for her to help her catch up in some areas that she's not developing at the right uh, time frame and whatnot. So we've got some stuff going on with with above uh, above average just requirements for her. And so when I say like the challenge is real, it's been a it's been a grind of a year, and and I don't see that changing anytime soon. But with that being said. Here I am. I have survived, and yeah. I will, you know, I will continue to survive. And I'm getting in what I can each day um, to keep my fitness and health and readiness as high as I possibly can. Well, I think that's the uh, utility of a topic like this, right? Is that it doesn't mean. Well, let me back up and say that I think everybody at certain points in their life goes through these fits and starts of you know. There's time where your schedule is a little bit more flexible. You've got a little bit more time to yourself. You can kind of uh, be looser with the planning and the uh, scheduling that you have throughout the course of a day or a week. And then there's always a season for everybody that I've known anyway that that's not the case, whether that's professionally, whether that's you know a new addition to the family, whether that's some emergency that's that's happened that's outside of their control, maybe on the other end of their family, mm-hmm. you know, so you have older relatives or something that now you have to step in and care for. Um, and, and the point is that I feel like Everybody can benefit from being prepared for how to take care of yourself in those circumstances because plenty of us are going to be great when we have the opportunity <laughs> to lay everything out perfectly and you're like, oh, I got the plan. Oh, yeah. This is it. And if I stick to this plan, I'm going to be on top of the mountain. But what happens when that plan cannot be actioned and through no fault of your own necessarily? Um, how do you react to that? And I think that's as much of a psychological question as it is a physical question so that that i that's where i think this topic has a lot of utility for people even if they're not necessarily in exactly your circumstance but i i wanted to ask about something that i think is really interesting uh and this is one that i don't think we talk about a lot but you talked about where okay your daughter goes down for a nap that's your time. You're like a minute man. You're like, okay, she's out. Right. Hit the gym. We're in the we're in the garage. Let's go. It's not always the case that you're going to have that full hour because if she's up, you got to you got to bail. Mm-hmm. So what I'm interested in is how do you flip that switch from I'm in the workout to now I have to cut it off, even if you're mid workout, 
What is that like? Because I think for a lot of people, number one, they probably haven't had to do that very often. And number two, it can be difficult physically to do that. But then again, psychologically, if you're, you know, you haven't completed quote unquote the workout, how do you deal with that? Uh, you know, as somebody that needs to be regularly exercising to feel normal. Well, I, I hold a grudge against her. You know, that's my, my simple. <laughs> you're, you're chalking it up on the, uh, the yeah. tally so that when she's 18 or 19, you can just yep. <laughs> lob that one back. Yeah. And, you know, even I though like she's it. one, she doesn't understand why. When I come back in, I take a couple of her toys away and say, you did this to <laughs> yeah. yourself. Uh, it, it is tough, you know, not to turn this into a different podcast. But I think it was good for me that I had children later in life. If I'm being very honest about, you know, myself, both what I do well and my my faults and flaws, of which there are a mountain the size of Mount Everest. Uh, yes, I'm a human being, so I, I certainly have a selfish side. But I think my selfish side was much more out of control in my younger years. And I think I would have been too selfish to appropriately be a good dad, if that makes any sense. And now I can mm. realize that I'm in a phase of my life where at least I, I can say, hey, somebody else's needs at this moment in time anyway are are superior to mine. And that's okay. And you got to kind of let it go. Because if you don't, it's going yep. to eat at you. So, you know, as you said, you know, my working out each day, that's kind of my pressure release. And I, I have to get that in to feel good, to feel normal, to feel regulated almost. And to have that cut short, it actually really bothers me. It's like, I, I just feel off for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So that's been something I've had to work on and just realize that I got to put my money where my mouth is and, and take the advice that I've given to so many other people over the course of the years. It's no one workout makes you fit and no and not missing any one workout makes your fitness fall off of a cliff and it's all it's all of that and yeah. truth be told Ooh. if you're getting after it on a regular basis an extra rest day every now and then is probably i don't say maybe more beneficial than an extra workout every now and then but i i feel almost pretty confident in that like most of us probably could use a bit more rest and a bit more sleep and a bit more whatever happens to be. And so if every now and then life says, you know what, it's three rounds today instead of four rounds, you're going to be okay. Okay, it's supposed to well, be seven sets of two in the back squat. And it was five sets of two because she woke up. Okay, that's, that's okay. We're going to be all right. Yeah, I've got two points in there. Uh, the first is that he kind of jogged a thought that I've had many times. And I, I'm fairly certain I've expressed this on the podcast before, but there's no magic in the numbers. That That is mm -hmm. something that I think people forget it's often. seven sets of one, Boz. It's not six sets right, of one. Right, exactly. And so if you get five or you get six, <laughs> there's no effect from the previous four or previous five. That's <laughs> it. It's just poof, it goes away. Yep. And I think people forget about that sometimes or that psychologically, for whatever reason, you get fixated on the end point instead of what was actually completed. So that's really important, I think, um, to give yourself the latitude if you find yourself in a situation like that where you you know, you got 75% of the way there. You know what? It's fine. You still mm -hmm. got the benefit of whatever you did do. Um, and then as far as the rest days are concerned, that I will add a caveat to that. And I'll disagree with you here a little bit. I Please disagree do. with you. Yeah. If um, you're just the average person that is not really well disciplined and not already built up uh, 
in the robust habit of, I know I'm going to be in the gym regularly. I know my diet's not going to be out of control. Mm -hmm. If that is your established baseline, then I agree with you that yes, an extra rest day here and there is probably not going to get you. But if you're somebody that's still struggling to build those habits, that's where I think there's actually a lot of danger where you're like, well, it's justifiable because I have a lot going on. And then that justification turns into, whoops, I haven't worked out this month. And oh, now yeah. you've got a serious problem to start overcoming. So I think you got to ask yourself, you know, cold stare in the mirror, what side of that equation am I on? Do I have those habits already built? And I know that I'm in it for the long haul. And I know that if I miss a day, it's going to come back around. Hey, yeah, you're right. Don't stress about it. But if you're on the other end of that, then I think you got to make sure that you don't let one slide into many. Well, if you're in the phase two where things are so busy that let's say, heaven forbid, you're down to working out twice a week and you miss one, yeah. well, you've now missed 50% of your fitness exactly. that week. Like that's yep. that's yep. a huge deal. Whereas if you're hitting it five times a week and you miss one, okay, I, I missed tw yeah. 20% versus you know 50% of my workouts. And that, what yep. you just said, leads into something as tough love, you know, from a... Uh, uh, you know, parenting, dad stuff, whatever it happens to be, but but also this could be applied to anybody, right? Because again, it just doesn't have to be that you get a little human in your life. It could be that's eating up all of your time. You could be profound. You're an accountant. It's tax season. Like whatever it is, like you're just swamped right. at work. Your free time has just poof evaporated. You're you're just struggling to figure out when you're going to get into the gym. The other part of it that I've had to tell myself, um, and I usually phrase this in a gentler way uh, when speaking to my, uh, <laughs> my community or, or, or affiliate, still getting the point across, but, but I will be very harsh with myself, you know, because obviously sleep is hit or miss and whatever it is. And uh, sure. finally, I would just like to sit down for one hour, but it's either work out now or don't work out that day. And, and I will tell myself in very harsh terms, like, nobody cares, Pat. Like nobody cares, like nobody cares that you're in this phase of life. Nobody cares that you're tired. Nobody cares. You're not going to get to watch Netflix tonight. Nobody cares about whatever. Like basically it's, it's my decision. I either have to choose to use my time with decision A, which is walking into the gym and doing something or decision B, not. And I don't want to say that neither one's right or wrong, but I have to own either one of those decisions and be okay with it. And if I'm living yeah. the life that I want to live and I'm going to be in the shape and condition that I want for my kids, it's more beneficial to my goals to walk into the garage, do a reduced warm-up, do a workout at half intensity, scaling if needed, and then come back into the house. That gets me closer to the person I want to be and the goals that I want to be and the person, you know, the man I want to be for my family than um, catching up on the office on Netflix, even though that show is hysterical. <laughs> like that's, you know, so I've had a lot of that just straight talk with myself. Is my I'm in a, you know, I'm in a phase of my life, new dad, I could post something on Instagram about how I slept poorly or whatnot. And and it would be an excuse that would be tough for people to not accept. Like, yeah, I totally get it. I've been there. You will always be able to find an excuse if you want to. Um, so just yeah, make the true. decision and own the decision. I'll push back on you just a little bit there, Pat, and that is that I, I care. care. <laughs> I care. <laughs> Nobody I cares. Like, oh, come on. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And, uh, but, same, but I think you you're know, absolutely right, though. You, you're absolutely right that that uh, you you always have the decision. And I think that for most people, it's keeping the door open 
is what's going to be the difference maker. And what I mean by that is if you set yourself up so that the window is there for you to do the thing that you know that you should, and that in the moment when you're fatigued and your time gets compressed and the situation doesn't unfold the way that you want it to, you don't have to also try to plan in that moment how you're going to get today's work done physically. So I think I think a part of that is is uh, you know yes, recognizing number one, just like you said, hey, it's always your decision, and there's always going to be something that you know you're going to prioritize with your time, um, for good or bad or whatever. It's just the decision you make. Um, but if you get in the habit of keeping the door open, so to speak, when you get confronted with that choice, it's going to be that much easier to step through the door to extend the metaphor. And and also, I would say a big thing, which I think affects me, and it's been wonderfully therapeutic having this reduced time in some way, and I think this is beneficial to others as well, that the perfect is the enemy of the good, right? So I've I've had to just go in and do something. And so, you know, I think a lot of people have that mindset that exactly the workout done exactly as it is written is is what drives the needle forward. and, And any deviation is not a great day in the gym. It's easy to have that, and that's not going to serve you well when life throws a curve no. all your way. So allowing myself to take that pressure off, giving myself the grace and the latitude and the, and the wide strike zone to say, I'm going to walk into the gym. I'm going to modify whatever I have to modify. I'm going to scale whatever I have to scale. I'm going to reduce the loading, the intensity of the rounds, and just doing something as close to the stimulus, ideally, as I can, but sometimes not. Just doing something wonderful with my body is such a huge victory in that those will pay off in the long run. And one of the toughest things to do, in my opinion, with a reduced time frame is like a true, a real heavy day, how a real heavy day should be done. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time yeah. to properly warm up, build up the, the warm up sets, do the actual working sets, take the rest you need between each. That eats up an hour easy. And so there's been a couple heavy days that although I really needed a heavy day because those are the tough ones to get in and maybe it was a below parallel and like a squat day, uh, I knew that I had 20 minutes and that was it. I'm not going to do a heavy day in 20 minutes, not with my broken pelvis and all that. Like that would actually be stupid <laughs> to do and, and, and potentially yeah. injurious. And so I'll just run into the gym with no warm up. I will do like five rounds of two minutes of pedaling on the um, air bike grab the 50-pound dumbbells, lunge them down my driveway, lunge them back, hop on the bike for two minutes, do that five times, and that two minutes of pedaling is gentle. Let's be honest. It's kind of my recovery period between lunging again. Got in five lunges. I'm totally lit up. I go back in. It was not a super heavy loading, but I strengthened my lower body, and I have to call that a win that day. And Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be just fine when I'm looking back 20 years on, you know, what happened during this phase of my life. So, that's been a good thing for me to keep in my mind as well. Yeah, I like that. So that's one of your go-tos is salt bike or air bike and uh, lunging. lunging. I've done that's, a lot of that's heavy. That's a go-to? I've done a lot of, of, of heavy lunging. I've uh, I got a pair of 65-pound yeah. dumbbells in the garage that I that don't get loved too frequently. But on a quote-unquote <laughs> heavy day, I'll, just, I'll lunge those things until I just hate my life. And I have not been shortchanged. <laughs> Yeah, I bet that I have a go-to that I used just the other day. Actually, we were talking about this a little bit before we oh, started yeah, recording. Yeah. Where I had a, I had I a like long day, you know. Yeah, yeah, long day staring into the uh, computer. 
Um, you know, a lot of work to be done. And uh, it was the end of the day. It was later than I wanted to be working. It's probably about seven o'clock at night, maybe a little later even. Anyway, I knew I needed to get something. I, I missed my training window earlier in the day. I decided that I, my work had to take priority. So, you know, that was a decision that I made getting back to earlier in the conversation. Yeah. It was a conscious decision. And it did make my life harder because I could have trained at that time. And now I'm <laughs> late in the day and I'm like, gosh, I got to do it. Um, anyway, so I thought, all right, I'm just going to hop on the bike erg, which I love, by the way. That thing is great. So, you know, you can hold a more sustained intensity, in my opinion, mm -hmm. than something like a, a air bike. But anyway, um, just a different tool. But I uh, hopped on that thing and I just started the clock. And every two minutes, I would hop off and do five strict pull-ups and five strict dips. And I just did that for 40 minutes. So... I tried to rack up as many calories as I could. I had about 90 seconds to crank on that. I'd hop off. I'd do my dips and pull-ups. Uh, at the end of the day, I accumulated 100 of each and a whole bunch of calories on the bike. Didn't require any warm-up. Didn't require a big cool-down in and out. And all I had to do was just, you know, I work in my garage, so that kind of helps. But it was literally, okay, finally done for the day. Close the computer down. Hop on the bike. Get going. And I, I tried to do it without giving myself time to think about, should right, I do this, yes. should I not? It's already late. It's like, no, I just need to start. Because once I start, I know it's a done deal. That's it. It'll happen. But if I don't start, it's going to be really easy. If I walk into the house right now, it's going to be easy for me to convince myself, eh, just shower and go to bed or whatever. Can I, can I just say totally not, well, off topic of this podcast, but on top of what you just said, for just me personally, I just love strict pull-ups and strict dips. I love Ooh, me them. Me too. I love them. Yep. I think Bread just, and butter. I think Fast. they're fantastic. And oh, there's nothing. Anyway, you know, yeah. uh, you've got me thinking now. Another one that I have just in reserve for a total, I don't have a lot of time. You've got no warm-up possible. Go in the garage and hit it. This is one, it's a choose-your-own-adventure because you can make it, depending upon what you do on the bike, a moderate experience or quite an interesting experience <laughs> and it's the it's the uh, i use the echo bike and i have a, a 100 pound d ball and it's just couldn't be simpler 21.59 calories on the bike ground to shoulder with the ball mm. that's it you know yeah that's and that's rough just depending upon the pace that you hit the bike gives you a wildly different outcome <laughs> of, of, you know, hyperventilating and near vomit? Or did you just not sleep well and you needed to move, you know, just pedal slower and it's all good. You know, feeling froggy, pedal faster. And uh, it also changes how that 100-pound debile feels. Does it feel like 100 pounds or does it feel like 150? So, and I, I can... like that. I might do that one over the weekend, Pat. I, uh, I just filled up a bunch of sandbags that uh, had still been kind of dormant since the move. So, um, yeah, I might, uh, might give that one a, a crack. I like that. My, the only other thing, I don't have uh, too much more on, on this topic because, like I said, I, I thought when we circled back at the one-year mark, I'd be telling you just stories of, of free time and figured it out. But it's, it's, it's still, she's a challenging baby, and it is what it is, and, and we're going to do what we got to do. But the two other things that I would just highlight to everyone at home if they find themselves in, in a situation due to work, due to whatever it happens to be, is through all of this, again, getting back to own your decisions, right? The decisions you make around your nutrition 
are going to be so critical because if sleep's taking a hit, if you're a bit stressed mm -hmm. out and on edge, if the workouts haven't been as consistent as you like or as whatever as you like, if you add to that, you're just eating like an absolute barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to just spiral all of those things and amplify them in a very bad way. But if all those other things are happening in your life yeah, and you're still, hey, we're not perfect, but you're being pretty darn good with the nutrition, that is going to serve you so well. And it's hard because when life gets hard, it's easy to seek out something tasty. It's it's, sure. it's going to be a tough phase well, in your life on to the make other hard end of that, decisions. Though, on the other end of that, I will add that, because I'm in complete agreement, I'll add that, okay, your schedule gets compressed, you don't have the time that you want, yeah, maybe you jettison that workout that you had planned, but there's no getting around, you have to eat. You, at some point, you're right. going to have to eat, and that's a non-negotiable, so you might as well make that thing that you have to eat anyway, not add to the situation that you're in. Huge. Um, Huge. And recognizing that, right? Like it's like, well, yeah, fine. Maybe I did not legitimately have the time to, to be physical that day. You know, we can go back and debate whether or not that was actually the case or whether that was decisions <laughs> that you made. Fine, whatever. Let's take it at face value. But the point is that at some point you're going to have to put something in the tank and you might as well make that a good choice. Yes. And I don't think they're just off camera. You can't quite see that. But right in the background there, if you can even see this when they finally edit this, they get a little fan in the corner. And down there in the corner is a pair of 50-pound dumbbells and a pair of 35-pound dumbbells that I just keep in the office. And there's been a couple just of days where <laughs> the workout for me that day was once an hour, you know, or every 30 minutes, I would grab them and just hit a big set of thrusters with the 35-pounders. And, yep. and hey, far from perfect, but if I, by the end of the day, I did a bunch of thrusters. That's okay. I'm going to be just, I'm going to be yep. just fine. And I also think by maybe my closing point would be, you know, phases like I'm going through right now, bring me back to what I already knew, but I was forced to face the reality now is it is the beauty of CrossFit is you don't need a bunch of gear. You don't need a bunch yep. of time. And you don't need a bunch of complexity to really do profound good for your health and fitness. If you've got 20, 25 minutes a day, sure, you'd love to have more. But with some creativity and some baseline knowledge, which I, I, I hope that we provide through these podcasts, you're going to be able to do something really worthwhile. And so when life does give you more time, you will not feel like you're starting over from ground zero. You can you can maintain yeah. a lot. And as my sh my friend Sean pointed this out, I think on the first time we did this kind of check in with the new baby in the comments on that show, he really lucidly pointed out that that's why you train in the first place is so that you have a buffer for the times that you can't be as diligent as you want to be. It's like building up a big bank account. You know, you don't build up the big bank account and just, uh, you know, hope for the uh, the best. It's it's I build up the big bank account, hopefully, so that if times get tough, I can ride out those tough times without a ton of undue stress to me and those around me. It's the same thing with your fitness, right? Mm -hmm. I, I want to build that fitness bank account. So the times that I can't be as diligent, hey, you know what? It's more of a return to baseline from a high point 
rather than creating this giant pit that I got to dig myself out of later on. So that well, being said, I got one thing I want to ask oh, you to, uh, to kind of oh, wrap it up. Okay. And, and that is just the nuts and bolts of it. So, you know, you started this journey of, uh, of, of new fatherhood a year ago and you're a year in, your time is still not quite your own. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. What is the fitness level look like? looking like if we get down to brass tacks and we go pat one year ago leading up to having your daughter and pat today in 2022 a year later working out catch as catch can working out maybe not the best circumstances what's the fitness level like like how how, i I imagine it's not like all-time best but what are we talking about here is it a significant drop is it about the same like nuts and bolts where are you overall this is not scientific but really darn good like shockingly well i would think you know maybe i've dropped a little bit on like my one rep max deadlift you know or my one rep max back squat just because like i said the the toughest things to do are true really take your time dedicated heavy days but it hasn't dropped that much and then some odd things happen every now and then you know where i actually will have the time to do a five by five front squat when it pops up and I'm like, holy cow, like maybe my wife took the baby out somewhere and I've got like two hours at home and I get in that lift and I like hit my like lofty goal numbers and I hit them. And I'm like, wow, that felt shockingly good. A little bit. Yeah. Like the PR is yeah. hit every now and then in, in really weird, unexpected times. So like it's there and all the fitness is there and it is kind of proof positive of it is amazing. If you build that fitness bank, um, and you're just looking to keep that fire, the embers red, so that you can always throw more wood on it later on when you want to. But just got to keep the fire gently stoked. And these these little sessions I'm getting in every day keep just a nice bed of coals, you know, just yep. glowing. And every now and then when I do throw some logs on there, I'm, I'm shocked at how much the fire just kicks right back up. So overall, really, really well. And it's almost like this CrossFit methodology works or something like that. <laughs> and well, um, I think... I, I was just going to say that I think that that's another good an- antidote to the day-to-day psychological duress that can happen when you're not getting the time that you want to train or the workouts are getting cut short in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think that's really valuable to know is if you can pull yourself up a little bit and look around at the broad picture and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually pretty close to where I was, if not oh, yeah. in some cases a little bit better. That's going to be hugely relieving. Um, and that's probably something that I know myself personally, I don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an easy rut to get into when the going gets tough a little bit. So for all of you guys out there in similar circumstances, make sure you're doing that. Take, take stock, pop, pop your head up a little bit. Take note, how are we actually doing today versus when this situation started? How far off are you? And chances are, if you're putting the work in when you can and how you can, you're going to be a lot closer than you think. Yep. And I've been pretty darn good about keeping the diet and check and all that stuff. So all the other stuff that I mentioned, yeah. it, it's a, uh, you know, and I do choose the working out over Netflix. And so it's, it has been adding up, you know, reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. Let's, let's end with this. I don't know if this is a workout day for you or not, but if it is, what what's on your agenda for today for fitness? Oh, I have to admit, I do not have an agenda. I do want oh, to train today, okay. but I haven't decided. The last couple of days were um, a little more structured. I uh, actually, this is, man, We'll put this in there. I forgot. I wanted to lead with this, but oh, okay. uh, we'll put it in towards the end. Naldi, you, you asked the question online, how does Stefan Roche do so many strict pull-ups oh. and uh, still use his arms? I don't know. I think he's not human, but I would ask it, have you and seen his so arms? And they're so long. 
Yeah, but anyway, Naldi and I are, are involved in a uh, challenge, uh, annual challenge with uh, one Brian Shantosh. And every month it's a little bit different. And this month includes a lot of strict pull-ups. And uh, Stefan is crushing all of us, I think. So anyway, <laughs> he's, that's, uh, that's one thing in there. Um, he gets, he's crazy with that kind of work, Stefan is. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say beyond that. I was so excited to talk about Stefan. But uh, yeah. anyway, sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I got all right. off track. I've, I've got a, a little triplet that I hope I'm going to get the full time to do. It's It'll be a nasty little deal if I depress the accelerator. But it's it's three rounds for time. 100 meter farmer's carry with some dumbbells. 500 okay. meters on your friend and mine, the Concept 2 rower. <sighs> always, and a then, good, always a good time. And then 10 back squats at 65% to your one rep max. Nice. So off the rower, nice. onto the back squat. Sure, I won't notice that at all. And then from the dumbbell farmer's carry to gripping the rower, sure, I won't notice that at all. So it'll be a really, really nice time. I might take your uh, assault bike or air bike and oh, yeah, yeah. Um, D-ball sandbag for a spin. Yeah. I, I don't have any plans, but I do need to do something. So that might fit the bill really nicely. Bring bring the heat on that. But yeah, so yeah. maybe we'll we'll check back in um, maybe in another six months Two or year so. Mark. And, and I guess to help, another, to help out the folks at home, again, another shout out. You know, our our baby is so challenging that even if we wanted to, like she, mm, she likes the people that she likes and doesn't like the people she doesn't like right now. <laughs> you know, she's got some social stuff, so we we couldn't have her with like a nanny or in daycare even if we wanted to. Sure. So we are like so many other parents at home, like yeah, we, we don't pass her off to anybody else. So we're doing life, doing her, yeah. trying to figure out how to work with all that. So it's uh, for all of you in in the struggle at that point in time. Gotcha. We'll check back in in about six months. I'll give you an update. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, as we always say, you know, this is mine and Adrian's thoughts on this, whether it's parenthood or tough things going on at work, you're in a certain season of your life, the free time has just eroded. This is how we've found the best ways to kind of keep fitness a priority. But what do all of you think? If you've got tips, tricks, best practices, please find this episode on the BTWB YouTube channel and post your thoughts so that we can all benefit from the community knowledge. We read those comments. If you have ideas or topics for another episode, leave them there as well. We harvest them regularly and we will continue to do that. So for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood. Thanks, and we will see you next time.